Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, John Schwab here from Curtain Call, and welcome to episode 154 of the Curtain Call Theater Podcast, the podcast that brings you backstage as close as you possibly can be to meet the people that make theater happen. Just a quick reminder that you can download and subscribe to the podcast from the Apple Podcast app or from iTunes. That way your feed will automatically be updated when we release episodes, but you can also listen to us on many other podcast streaming services such as Stitcher and Google Play and iHeartRadio and Spotify and all the others. Please rate and review our podcast if you have a spare 30 seconds and help us reach more theater lovers out there around the globe. And now for this week's episode. Today's guest uh, is a truly a world traveler. She was born in Australia, grew up in America, traveled the world by boat, and has now ended up in London where she finished the national tour of the musical fame just before COVID-19 forced her to stop her next auditions. Georgia Tapp is an inspiration for anyone looking to find their way in the business. She's done it all because she is the definition of a doer, and we love doers here at Curtain Call. So sit back for the next 25 minutes, let Georgia tell you what called her to the theater, her travels, the final auditions she was undergoing right when the pandemic brought everything to a halt, uh, but also like keeping your voice and body in good nick when you're not using it every day. It's a great conversation. Have a listen. This is so cool. <laughs> yeah, of course. Thank you for coming over on a Saturday. Yeah. All the way from across the street, basically. Yeah, not too far. <laughs> yeah, not too far. So, um, Georgia, just full disclosure, we've only known each other for like a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, I've known your your partner's parents in, in you know kind of in a weird way like you were they were neighbors yeah. by default <laughs> let's just say exactly. that um, and um, Allison was telling me about you and I was like oh god yeah this is so cool I know that to her fame I remember seeing the first story because you've just come off of fame yeah but when when COVID hit I just remember thinking of we'd never met you before and I was like yeah. I wonder god I wonder what George is gonna happen to Georgia so before we get into all of that why don't you tell everybody who's listening um first of all your like your name your background and what actually 
brought you to these shores to the because I know you're very busy. I've seen your resume. <laughs> um, so what what kind of what kind of brings you to to London? Yeah. So my name is Georgia Tapp. I'm from Berkeley, California. Originally, I went to Boston Conservatory of Music for musical theater. Studied there for four years and got a Bachelor of Fine Arts in musical theater. Um, and then I moved to New York straight after. I've worked regionally, and then I also worked on cruise ships with Aida Cruise Lines and Celebrity as a lead vocalist. Mm -hmm. Got to travel all over the world. Um, and then it ultimately kind of brought me here. Yeah. Um, and my parents are Australian, so I was able to get a visa to like live and work here for right. two years without having, you know, it was just, um, it was easy for me to sign up for the visa yeah. and then just move. So yeah, I moved here uh, in February of 2019 and got an agent. Didn't know anyone except for a few friends, but managed to get an agent and mm -hmm. then started auditioning for West End shows and yeah. musicals and tours. And yeah, it took me about eight months, I would say, of hard work in the audition room. Yeah. Uh, to finally book uh, fame. Yeah. So I came in as a replacement. They did an extension of the tour right. uh, to play Carmen, which yeah. was such a great part to yeah, play. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that ended at the end of, a, it was at the end of January, yeah. right, like maybe a month or two right before sure. COVID hit. Yeah. And then here I am now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I mean, so taking you right back, um, because it is, that's, a, I mean, it's an incredible journey. Your parents moving to America, mm -hmm. uh, to, to California, and yeah. you kind of grew up there. So obviously you wanted to perform. You were, because, or, or did you? Like, yeah, no, I started singing when I was about seven, yeah. and I was also a dancer. Um, okay. I took dance lessons every, like, afternoon. Um, but my parents didn't know what to do with me when I was younger, because I had two older brothers. They were, like, heavily into sports, mm -hmm. and I came out being, like, jazz hands. <laughs> like, I want to sing and dance and, like, put costumes on. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I, I, my mom found a theater company for uh, kids, and I just went into that musical theater company, and... I just fell in love with it. It was like, I felt like I had found my people. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. this is the community that I want to surround myself in. Um, so yeah, I was kind of bit by the theater bug from Early. when I was, yeah, really, yeah. And really young. And did that carry on through high school? Like carry on through, did you Yeah. then go on to, to train? Yeah. So um, yeah, I basically did probably like over 20 musicals when I was in high school, like throughout, like in school and outside. You were the high school musical, basically. Yes, I was. <laughs> um, I was definitely that like nerdy musical theater nice, girl. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Um, but I lived for it. Um, yeah, and so then when colleges, when that whole thing was going on, definitely my dad was like, I want you to go to UCLA. Like you can get um, an acting degree and like also another degree in some business, sort of, yeah. probably business, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But I just didn't want to go there. Mm. I really wanted to go to a conservatory where yeah. it was, you know, a really intense curriculum. Uh, you ate, slept, and breathed, mm. like, all theater. Um, so, yeah, I moved to Boston and went there when I was 18 for four years, um, which was incredible. I loved it. That's such a great theater. I mean, for people who haven't been to Boston, um, you know, once yeah. you were able to travel, go. Because there's so much theater there. there oh, I mean, yeah. And, 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 and the university theater is... Off the charts, yeah. incredible. Yeah, you know? no, it's amazing. It's yeah, it's a great town. It's it's also really close to New York. So when I was in college, mm -hmm. like we would hop on these like the Fung Wah bus, yeah. and like 
it would cost us, I think, like $5. We would get to New York at like 6 in the morning and try and hit like auditions, just wow. open auditions for musicals, like for Broadway and stuff. Yeah. So it was really exciting because like you were still in school, but then like able to like access all this other stuff that was going on like in the real world. Yeah. Um, yeah, I loved it. It was so much fun. George, you have done so much stuff. I love a doer. Yeah. Like, I love a doer. Like, yeah. and you, having spoken to you a few weeks ago, just yeah. we talked about Chris, I mean, you, I was, I, just, I was so, I was like buzzed after talking to you because I was like, oh God, that's a doer. Somebody who just yeah. wants to do the next thing. What's the next thing? So when you were at university, you got, got three or four years, like what was cruising on the menu? Was it something that you saw as a, as that's something where I could go cut my teeth, you know? And you know, the, the cruise industry kind of came into my life like kind of randomly. I had been in New York maybe a year and a half or maybe two years. And like I was still auditioning and having a good time and getting callbacks and mm. consistent things. And I had done like an off-Broadway show and then I worked regionally out at Alabama, uh, Alabama Shakespeare yeah, Festival. What a great festival. Yes, huh? a great place. But I wasn't like securing the parts that I wanted to in New York. Mm -hmm. And then the cruise stuff kind of came along as like oh, you know what, I've actually never traveled. I would kind of like a little bit of a break from the craziness of New York. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it just kind of came at a perfect time for me to hop on a cruise and like go travel and mm. save some money, which yeah. I was able to like pay my student loans off, oh. you know, just from doing the cruises, which Amazing. I feel like a lot of actors just don't have the capabilities <laughs> yeah, to yeah. do that yeah, sure. and save money so that when I did come back to New York, I was able to like put my, you know, I could take acting classes, yeah. I could take dance classes. So yeah. it really actually helped propel me into like the next kind of stage of things when yeah. I was back in New York. Um, but yeah, it wasn't ever anything that I kind of anticipated wanting or doing, um, but I loved it. It was great. You know, I got to meet people from all over the world and it ultimately, I mean, brought me here mm -hmm. yeah. in London. So yeah. I'm super grateful for it and I, I've loved the adventure that I've gotten to go and do. Um, yeah. well, I, yeah. I, I think that, you know, the, the, the cruise industry will come back. Everything will, 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 will happen again. And the cruises were, I was seeing castings for incredible shows, like massive shows. Yeah. That were, and the theaters, apparently, again, I'm saying the theaters in the ships were just, oh yeah, you know, they were huge. Yeah, they I mean, accommodate. yeah, the cruise industry is like, def at least with the entertainment side, yeah. it's definitely changed from like what it was 15 years ago where, yeah. you know, you got the old it's like Vegas, yeah, yeah. yeah, or like the showgirls in their like yeah. fancy like feather <laughs> dresses and like that kind of stuff. Um, no, they're doing like proper musicals now that are, you know, basically the productions from Broadway or yeah. from the West End. Like they have six, they're doing, um, what was it? Uh, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Yeah. Like, they're doing uh, We Will Rock You. Grease, West Side Story, Hairspray. Yeah. yeah. Like, tons and tons of shows. And, yeah, I mean, the their state-of-the-art brand-new theater. So mm. it's really great. Like, and the audience is probably, like, 2,000. I mean, these cruises are, like, only getting larger yeah. and larger. Yeah. Where they have, like, 8,000 people on a cruise. That so you think, insane. like, yeah, you get two shows a night and maybe 4,000 people sometimes in one of the... Uh, in one yeah. of the um, theaters. So, yeah, you're getting to play to a full house and... <clears throat> That's yeah, no, it's really it's, cool. It's, it's madness. And that goes for... God, and you're talking about the onstage element because it's just the, 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 the actual stage crew. Yeah. Uh, you know, are, are you need the same that you would have in a West End theater behind oh, them making sure that the 
you know, yeah. the stage manager, the wardrobe, the dressers, oh, the, yeah. the, the, no, the lighting, the, yeah, the sound. Yeah. That's incredible to think how big that's got. And, and it will, like I said, it will continue. So yeah. You, you think, what what made that decision then to, to, to jump off the cruises? I mean, you said you went to New York, you kind of... So I would, I went to New York, I did the cruise things uh, kind of on and off. I right, didn't okay. ever like do it fully like straight for a couple of years. Mm. I would always go and then come back and go, mm. usually to get out of uh, the winter in yeah. New York. I was always like, <laughs> Very smart. yeah, I'll go to the Caribbean for like a couple of months. I'm all right with that. Nice. Um, yeah, but I think... Uh, once you get to, I mean, I'm 32, I'm not like a spring chicken anymore. <laughs> uh, you, you know, you're yeah. away from your family and you're yeah. away from just life, you know, in general, a mm. uh, regular life in yeah. general. So I think the, the novelty of it kind of wears off as you get a bit older and you want to like, not, I'm never the person that like really wants to settle down. Yeah. Um, I'm always changing and like wanting to move and travel and stuff, but I definitely wanted to be living on land. So yeah. that was like a big thing. So when I finished this last cruise, um, I was still living in New York, but I knew that at that point I didn't want to come back to New York at, at that moment. Right. I was like, you know, I'd lived in New York for about, or was based out of New York for about nine years. And I just knew at that point, this is my time to go. Mm. And so I was trying to figure out where I was going to end up. And then I realized I could get this visa to come to London. And, you know, I still, I love theater so much. Yeah. And I just thought, hey, like, why not, like, give it a go? Yeah. Like, I have these two years that are given to me. It's so easy for me to, like, just hop on a plane. I literally came with, like, three bags showed up to my friend's apartment and like it was I, I really didn't even think about it that much to be honest I love but that's great I mean that's some of the best decisions that you make it's just you had an instinct that you wanted to come and land and you it's been great to like just learn to be a part of a different theater community yeah. you know and kind of uh, figure out how to start that all again but in my 30s yeah. you know how so that's 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 fascinating I, I'd love to know when we when we have guests on that are not from um, England or London or the London scene or, or maybe but maybe English but are now based out in America I'd love to know the difference what you see the differences so what when you go in for the audition process or the or I, I mm -hmm. you know how it differs from how they get you in and when they see you here as opposed to what it's like uh, that you know in, yeah. in New York. I mean, I think it, obviously it is similar in a lot of ways, yeah. but I do find that there are very stark contrasts. So getting into the room I find is a lot harder here. Right. I felt like in New York I could hit up 10 auditions in a week, mm -hmm. but a lot of them were it all kind of felt like fluff. Like yeah. nobody was actually giving me the time in the room because they were just seeing Every, everyone, yeah, okay. you know? So it was like quantity over quality right. there, I would say. Makes sense, yeah. um, unless it was for like, you know, a high profile part, like they really were trying to pick and choose who they wanted to come in. But for the most part, it just felt like they wanted to see as many people as they could because it's so saturated, a million actors there. Yeah. Um, and they just didn't give you the time in the audition room yeah. that you really deserved. And so I find here they're more selective to get that audition slot so that when you're actually you walk into the room, they're like, oh, hi, we actually want to get to know you as a person and we have 20 minutes, you know, instead yeah. of... Okay, let me sing my 16 bar Bars, cut yeah. and then like maybe get a dance call, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, and so that's been 
really refreshing yeah. as an actor yeah, to kind yeah. of walk into a room and feel like you're welcomed and they really do want you to be the person yeah. that is there for the job. Yeah. You know? Um, so you, it's just, it felt uh, like a different energy when I've walked into yeah. the room. And I don't know if that's because when I walk into the room, I'm just slightly maybe a bit different, different. to just the other people that mm. are auditioning just because I'm from California. Yeah. I just have a different way about me. Um, and maybe that's a bit refreshing for them. Sure. I don't really know. Um, and one other thing just about auditioning specifically for musicals, here they want full songs for yeah. an audition, yeah. which, you know, even uh, for my first audition here, which was for uh, Matilda um, on the West End, my agent called me the day before and was like, just so you know, they're going to want a full song. I know that in New York, mm. you're used to your 16, 32 bar cut, yeah. um, but that's not what they want. They want pretty much a full song or a very long version of it. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, oh God, I have to <laughs> really, I need to look through my rep book and yeah. actually, <laughs> do I know the full song? <laughs> I was like, I need to learn like another version of chorus. I want, yeah. You know, um, so that was something that was totally different that's, to what... That's fascinating. Yeah. You know, because you're used to... I mean, when we were in college, we were told, like, leave them wanting more. Mm -hmm. Like, give them not that much because it it allows them not to see what they don't like about you. Right. But when you sing a full song, it's like, oh, we really like you in the beginning. And then, oh, wait, you've done something that... You know, it gives you that time to kind of be like, yeah. maybe you're not the one. So it was something that I kind of had to switch and think, like okay, how am I going to, yeah, try this out? Tell it's a story just, or take them on a journey or whatever. Yeah, just, I just was out of practice with that because I was so used to kind of like going in, going to the accompanist, giving me, yeah. uh, giving the time and then saying goodbye, thanks, you know? Yeah. And it just felt like here you really got to have that yeah. time, which I just wasn't used to. Yeah. So I had to like slow myself down. But it was really lovely, you know. But the, you've come, so the thing is, what's fascinating, so you're, you know, 30 years old and, and coming to a, almost to start again. And now for a little short sponsor break. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to the Curtain Call Theater Podcast with American actress Georgia Tapp. It sounds like you were beginning to get in the room. Yeah, yeah. No, it was. I mean, my first audition, which was for uh, for Miss Honey and Matilda, yeah. Um, yeah, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is such a great audition for my first yeah. thing here. You know, after moving, uh, I think it was like three weeks after I moved here. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, I'm doing it right. Like, this is great. <laughs> and I got a great um, agent as well. Like, he was really pushing for me. Um, but yeah, like... I found that here I was really doing well with callbacks and I feel like as an actor that's what you just need. Oh, of you course, just yeah. really need to get those consistent callbacks and then you can kind of figure out like what am I doing in this moment to really to get that callback yeah. and you know every time you go into the audition it's going to be slightly different. Um, but even with Carmen when I went in I, it's funny I 
for that part, because it, it was a teenager, you know, I was playing a teenager, um, and somebody half my age, I kind of went into this, I think we danced first. Um, so we did a big dance cut, but, um, I went in thinking like, to be honest, I'm a bit too old for this, but I'm going to go for it. Like whatever. But I think they saw a bit of Carmen in that because she's this kind of tough girl who's really talented, but also like doesn't give a bleep. You you can say it. Yeah, I'm going to say that. (laughs) Um, you know, and so I think they saw a bit of Carmen in the way that I kind of approached it, which was not intentional, but it just kind of happened that way, you know? Um, but yeah, no, it's been great. I mean, even after the show closed and we were still, I was having a few more auditions before lockdown actually happened. You know, I was uh, going in for six, the musical, Mm -hmm. and we had to sing. I got another call back a few more, which was, I was like, yes, this is great. And then, of course, lockdown happened. And then we had to do, I did a few self-tapes and had to send that all in. And, you know, the creative team, like, got back and was like, we love you. We want to see you again for the finals, but we have no idea when that's going to happen. You know, so that was a bit heartbreaking. But at the same time, like... You know, I, I am excited to mm. find out when they're going to see people again yeah, I, well, listen, and when that kind of opens up yeah. again. I'm interested to see what's going to happen, you know, come the new year with everything and like yeah. what's going to, yeah, what is theater going to be? Like, I mean, I have so many friends that are now doing online, you know, interactive shows and I just auditioned, I actually did a voiceover audition for something that was this, uh, interactive play where it's a socially distant play outside in the streets of London where you get to like listen to um, a recording um, and then you watch the actors you know do the scenes like outside in the streets and I was like that's a really cool 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 way to like kind of take whatever is going on right now and make it work for theater. Theater works like uh, theater doesn't go away people need to tell stories and people want to see stories and uh, you know theater isn't going away it's just going to change yeah. It's going to change. The way that we tell stories yeah. is going to change. Um, I would like to find out um, from you kind of any any tips that you might have for someone who is looking beyond. Because, I, again, Georgia, I love your outlook. I think I just love your like the energy and the scope of how you see your career. And I'd like to, to ask if you had any tips for, for people who... And look, this just don't navel gaze you know i you know i'm not telling you not to navel gaze right? yeah. but anyone listening who's going oh but what was me and what's this gonna happen it's gonna happen it's this is gonna pass guys it's gonna pass yeah so when it does and yeah. things are opening up and which they will mm-hmm. do you have any tips for people to kind of go right what these are my options or these are my next big best options or whatever but what would you say to somebody yeah, I mean, I think right now, uh, because a lot of people have so much time at home, this is the time to like work on your own creativity. And yeah. I think, I mean, I've definitely, at the beginning of lockdown, was a bit lazy with like, you know, I didn't sing for a while. I kind of was like, I need just a break, you know, whatever. But now I'm really trying to like kind of be prepared for mm. when an audition comes, you know, I'm going through my rep book. I'm just making sure that I'm so prepared for any anything that's going to come my way because you don't really know when it's going to happen. Yeah. So yeah, I would say take the time that people have right now and really use it to your advantage to like prepare yourself for, 
you know, because I think once auditions kind of start back up, hopefully in the new year or in the spring, there's going to be so much and you just want to be prepared for it all kind of coming at you. And, and to have the energy to do it. I, yeah. I was in a voice over the other day and it was, I was in an hour and I came out and I went, I yeah. can't talk. I'm so, my voice is so out of shape. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you wonder all the people that, you know, were doing eight shows a week and yeah. then they're not doing it. Like one of my friends, Bradley Gibson, he... Um, is in Lion King on Broadway, and he plays Simba, yeah. which is, like, a very demanding, like, you physically, <laughs> like, vocally, everything. Yeah. And he is only just starting, sort of, to go back into work. Like, they're coming, they're having some rehearsals, and it's mm. whatever. You can't imagine, like, having... It's like you're an athlete, yeah. you know? And then you're not working out those muscles, and then what? You have to, like, then kind of wham, bam, go back yeah, into yeah. it. So yeah, you kind of keep up the technique, like keep <laughs> practicing and like keep yeah. that going right now because yeah, I mean, it might be a year mm. in total that people are not doing those eight shows a week and you lose those muscles. So you definitely need to like keep that going, oh, <laughs> which is easier uh, said yeah, than it done. It is totally easier you know. said than done. Your, thought, your idea of being ready and start practicing now for when it hits is such good sage advice. Yeah. And I think that's a, Yeah, that's it's a something that I'm, I'm needing to do now. Um, I'm just very aware of that, for sure. Now, Georgia, I know that you're not on stage now. Mm -hmm. How do you keep yourself you know, ready and physically fit and ready to go? So what do you do during yeah. the day? I know you're not just sitting down twiddling your No, thumbs. no, I'm not sitting, I'm sitting down twiddling my thumbs. <laughs> Um, so I do teach fitness okay. and that definitely helps. It's definitely something that keeps my body like in shape and at that athletic yeah. place. Um, so I, I do work out quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, so that really, really helps. And I do, I don't, I wouldn't say that I warm up and vocalize every single day. Yeah. I do pretty much in the shower, yeah. but it's definitely something, I mean, your vocal cords, like that is another muscle and yeah. it is such a delicate muscle. And it is something that you, if you stop using it, you know, you're going to lose that, that strength yeah. and that stamina. Yeah. Um, so I would say, yeah, you vocalize, even if it's 15 minutes or 10 minutes a day, oh, just to keep it up. Shit, I'm putting me to shame. I'm, I'm really, <laughs> like, I'm sweating over here in Paris because I don't do it. That's terrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, even being an actor, you yeah, have to yeah. keep your voice in like the best shape it can be. Um, so yeah, I would say vocalizing for sure even just a few lip trills like mm. Brrr, mm. that kind of stuff um 10 minutes a day that's all it needs to be or yeah find a favorite song and just practice it sing it you know sing it to your roommate sing it to the wall like yeah. you know um those are the little small things that i think if you just keep doing that consistently that will keep that going and keep that stamina up for it for when it does hit you well georgia will you come back Yes, will of you course. Come, you'll be on, will you come back when you're um, when you're in six? Yeah, right. <laughs> Georgia, thank you so much, and um, I look forward to speaking to you again. Cool. Thanks for being on. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> Georgia Tapp, American actress in the UK. Now, before I go, just a few housekeeping bits. You can follow us. That's Curtain Call on all the socials: Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at curtain call at curtain call. You can follow me at John Schwab, J O H N S C H W A B. It just leaves me to say a huge thank you to Georgia Tapp. We wish her all the best and know we'll be seeing her in the West End as soon as all of this madness passes. And uh, the music you're hearing underneath this and that's going to play us out is Georgia singing um, in L.A. 
from the musical fame. So uh, enjoy it. And also a big thank you to Sure Microphones for sponsoring the episode. Thank you to listening to the Curtain Call Theater podcast. Stay safe, everybody. Uh, reach out to someone today. Anyone, ask them how they're doing. You might just make their day. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.